Hi, everybody. I'm Mitch Goldich, and welcome to episode 44 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find me on social media for food pictures to go along with every episode. Joining me now is my second coworker ever to appear on this podcast, although I should say we are not coworkers anymore. But I was <laughs> down in Miami for a full week with Sports Illustrated for Super Bowl 54. And you can't go to Miami for a full week without getting an authentic Cuban sandwich, the classic Cuban. So there were a bunch of us on staff who knew we have to go find a place, get the real deal. So I'm joined now by Bet Marston, who uh, was my coworker for like five and a half years and then literally left us right after the Super Bowl. But Bet, we had sandwiches together and I had to bring her on the podcast to talk about it. Bet, welcome to Mitch Eats Food. Ah, thanks, Mitch. I'm very happy to be here. Um, it was a great five and a half years that we worked together at Sports Illustrated, and uh, I will treasure that time for forever, I will say. And I will also treasure the time that we spent eating Cuban sandwiches together <laughs> in Miami. Yeah, it was a perfect way to exit. And, and I should say, we sat next to each other in the office for like two and a half of those years. And so yep. we would literally we would sit at our desks and eat lunch, uh, you know, five feet from each other. So it was a very appropriate way for us to end our tenure as coworkers uh, down sitting at a it. counter at a restaurant in Miami. And even at that counter, you pointed out at at the actual Super Bowl, both Mitch and I were up in the uh, the auxiliary box. So they basically take a nosebleed section and turn it into press seats for members of the press that don't fit into the main press box. And Mitch and I, in the office, we sit, I'm on the left, Mitch is on the right. At the auxiliary box, I was on the left, Mitch is on the right. And then even at the Cuban sandwich place, I just realized this. Yeah, it's just I was for- on the left and you were on the right. <laughs> Force so, of habit. There that's, we go. that's where we sit. Yeah, those are our spots. And it just felt uh, felt like the right way to go. So let's, let's so here's the thing. You, by the way, you're a, a great person to talk to about Cuban sandwiches because we were in Miami, but you are born and raised in Tampa. And I didn't mm-hmm. even know all this, that there's sort of like a rivalry between Miami Cubans and Tampa Cubans and they're different. And you claim that yours are better. I'm sure everyone in Tampa and everyone in Miami, I'm sure everyone thinks that theirs are the best. But I, I let me uh, read off the ingredients here of a classic Cuban, and then you can tell me what makes what the difference are, differences are between Miami and Tampa. So a classic Cuban, yeah. for those who don't know, is ham, pork, Swiss cheese, pickles, and mustard on Cuban bread, which is uh, a long roll that is then it's, it's basically buttered and pressed like a panini and cut diagonally. And that's your classic, if you order a classic Cuban, that's what you're going to get. I didn't even know this, but tell us about Tampa Cubans and tell me why you think they are superior. So Tampa Cubans, um, they are made with those ing- those five ingredients. The Tampa's in- Tampa Cubans also include salami, which is great because it adds a little bit of like that spicy kick to your ham and your pork and your Swiss cheese pickles and mustard. So I really, I really, really love that salami. And I never, I've never considered a Cuban sandwich without salami before. I mean, I grew up eating Cubans constantly. My mom still will freeze Cuban sandwiches and send them to me up here where I live in New Jersey. And also, so that was the biggest thing that I noticed when we were eating our Cuban sandwiches in Miami. And another thing is 
in Tampa, when they make the Cuban bread, they put, when they're baking it in the oven, they put a long palm frond down the middle of the bread, and it creates almost like a divot in the bread, kind of. It sounds kind of weird, but it's just the way, and it makes the bread even more, like, crusty and flaky, I guess. I will notice that when we were eating our sandwiches, the bread was very... I'll say the Tampa Cuban Tampa Cuban bread is much more crumbly. Like you take a bite of it and there's crumbs everywhere. Like it's just kind of a thing you have to embrace. Almost like when you're eating a Nature Valley granola bar, you're just like, oh, there's going to be crumbs everywhere. Like Cuban Tampa Th- Cuban. Those bread are is the very, messiest very granola bars, as everyone knows. They are the messiest <laughs> granola bars, and Tampa Cuban bread is the messiest bread. But it's so good. It's like it's got that buttery element to it when it's pressed down and warm and just real crunchy. Like that's what you want on it. So that extra layer of salami is kind of how, because it goes back to the days of like, Tampa's known for its, uh, you know, like way back in like the 1800s, the, the uh, cigar industry was big in Tampa. And so a lot of, uh, you know, people came up from Cuba to go into the cigar industry. And there's a little bit of an Italian influence um, in this area in Tampa as well. So that's where they got the salami in there. Um, so that's why people say like, oh, that's, whatever the Tampa Cuban is Tampa Cuban sandwich is superior to Miami. Um, and there's also when I was a kid growing up, we, I, I still don't really like the half of the ingredient, literally half of the ingredients in a Cuban. Now I'm not crazy about Swiss cheese, pickles or mustard. So as a kid growing up, I get it with ham, pork, salami, and then lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise. And some people are, you know, would, my mother would freak out and tell me that's not a real Cuban sandwich, you know, from the ages of like, you know, six to 16 I told her whatever and then I finally grew up and realized like okay I can eat Swiss cheese pickles and mustard and it's not going to kill me but anyway that's kind of the the background of you know Cuban sandwiches and kind of how I know them so when we went to Miami Mitch I was very excited to try a Miami Cuban yeah well and the good news for me is next year Super Bowl 55 will be in Tampa so knock on wood great if our I don't know if our bosses are, <laughs> if our bosses are listening, maybe they are, maybe they're not, but knock on wood, it would be great if I can uh, go get another Super Bowl trip and, and have some more Cubans. So obviously there are a million places you can go and I got a ton of recommendations. I asked a bunch of people who are friends down there and, you know, we're looking it up and Googling it. And the place that we settled on is called Sandwich D Miami and a yeah, sandwich with a G. And this was in Little Havana, and not too far from the Super Bowl Media Hotel, so it was really easy for us to get to it. And we got there right away. We're going to talk about the atmosphere, but right away there were a couple of very good signs. One, there was a long line outside, which is always good. It means that there are, you know, high in high demand. It's going to be good. It's often mm-hmm. going to be worth waiting for. Number two, the Chiefs were playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Pretty much everybody in line ahead of us waiting outside was in a Chiefs jersey. And I just immediately mm-hmm. thought that was people from Kansas City. I'm going to trust their opinion on sandwiches full of smoked meats more than the people from San Francisco. No offense to any of those fine people and their football team. But I was very happy to see that it was Chiefs fans waiting in a long line. And then there was also there was Cuban music playing for us to listen to as we were waiting to get in. So it, was, it wasn't that bad being in line. We weren't waiting that long. It was maybe 20 minutes or so. But lots of good mm-hmm. signs while we're waiting in line. And then the atmosphere was fun. It's one of those places you order at the counter and then grab a seat. And it was pretty small, probably only fit maybe 30 people. 
they had a few tables and they had counter seating and you just kind of take whatever's first available. As luck would have it, we ended up getting seats at the counter and we were sitting there watching them make these sandwiches. We're right in front of the press. They're pulling out paintbrushes and buttering the bread as it's in the panini press and then pulling it down. And it was fun to be right there at the counter and watch everything as they're cooking and as it's coming out. And it was just a fun atmosphere, a good place, you know, like brightly colored tile floor. I know that mm-hmm. uh, of the two of us, one of us put on a whole Instagram display from the bathroom. I don't remember which one of us that was. I think you literally <laughs> uh, went back to get your phone. because <laughs> The wallpaper stood out so much to me that when I went to go to the bathroom, I left, got my phone, went back in and took pictures of the bathroom because it was so significant and so beautiful. Yeah, you, she comes back and says, hang on, this is an Instagram bathroom, and then goes back to the bathroom to take pictures. <laughs> it was. It was great. It was a highlight of my trip. The highlight of your trip. Wow, we saw Patrick Mahomes uh, come back in the fourth quarter in the bathroom at Sandwich Day Miami. That, that is high oh, praise if that was I the highlight said, of your trip. I said a highlight, one, oh. of, one of many highlights. We saw Patrick Mahomes. I was four feet from Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Blue Ivy. So, you know. <laughs> A lot of highlights of the trip, but the the very pretty wallpapered bathroom was one of them. Sure. All right. Let's talk about the actual sandwiches, though. That's This is Mitch Eats Food. People tune in to hear about the food. So enough about the atmosphere and everything. I have to say off the top, and I, I think I have said this before um, because it comes up all the time. I do not do mustard. And it's the, there are very few foods that I dislike. My, my dislike of mustard goes beyond a dislike, where it is – Literally, physically, I just cannot have it. So it's always a little bit awkward when there's something. This happens to me with Chicago-style hot dogs, too. I order them without mustard, and they want to pitch a fit. And they're like, well, that's not a real Chicago-style hot dog. And so I knew I was in for something like that here, too. But I just can't do mustard. So I ordered the classic Cuban, uh, the standard way, but just no mustard. And everything that was in it was really good. I also, I'm not usually a big ham guy, Um, I just, you know, I, I'm Jewish and not that I keep kosher, obviously, as anyone who listens to this podcast can attest, but I, for whatever reason, um, you know, I grew up not eating certain things and now I eat, I love pork and bacon and sausage and ham is the one that I'm just less, uh, less into like the idea of a big, like Christmas glazed ham, uh, would give me pause or even like deli meat, like thick slices of ham. That's just not something I would eat. Although I love all other, uh, types of deli meat, you know, turkey, roast beef, corned beef, pastrami, whatever. Um, But I will say this was good ham. It was like very thinly sliced and the meat was Mm -hmm. sort of like thin slices kind of like piled up on top of the sandwich and then the pickles on top of the meat and just big pieces of Swiss cheese uh, just like covering it. And they just, it just got like gooey and melty. And there was so much flavor that even though I was missing the mustard, which I know people think adds a lot, there there was so much flavor in the sandwich that I really didn't need it. And there's so much butter in the bread. I just thought all of the ingredients, the the pickles were a little bit potent. The the Swiss was potent. There were just a ton of flavors, and it all worked together perfectly. And I just this was an unreal sandwich. This was really, really, it totally lived up. Uh, when people said oh, you got to get an actual Cuban sandwich, I feel as though I have had one. Mm-hmm. It was. I would agree with everything you said. Like the the way they did it, all the the layering of the meat was was spot on. Um, all the things that I mentioned earlier that I'm really not crazy about, Swiss cheese, mustard, and pickles. I eat all of it. I think for the most part, I may have picked out a few pickles. I just don't like a huge amount of pickles on things. And it all blended really well together. It all tasted really good. The bread was the bread was different than the Cuban, like we mentioned before. It was different than the Cuban bread that I'm used to. 
it certainly was not bad. It was like you would take a bite of it, and it definitely had a solid crunch on the top. It was very softening on the inside. And like you said, the butter was just, the flavoring on it, the butter was so, so good. Yeah, you mentioned this at the very beginning, and I had this in my notes too before I got a chance to bring it up. The only thing that I didn't like about the sandwich, I thought the bread was not just hard, but too hard, where it was really Mm -hmm. like an effort to bite into it. And not just that it's an effort, but that it would be like if you took a bite, you know, like the spot where your teeth are would not be the, the section of sandwich that would get in your mouth. Because it would try, it would like crack and you would get like more bread than you wanted. And it's like sometimes when you eat a hamburger and the roll is too big, the bread comes with you and the meat like slides out the back and it gets annoying. And that was the one thing. I wish the bread was a little bit softer and easier to just like manage my bites through and not worry about meat sliding out the back of the sandwich. <laughs> that's, the, that's the benefit about Cuban bread is that it is softer and that while it crumbles everywhere and you get crumbs everywhere... You generally don't have to worry about you get like the same amount of like meat and bread per bite if that makes mm-hmm. sense um yeah right. the, exactly because you want to keep the ratio the same that's that's the big yeah. that's the problem yeah. with the yeah yeah the ratio's got to stay the same and my my other takeaway from the bread i remember is it was at the top of it it like crunched like there was certainly soft parts of it but like the outside the top layer of it crunched almost like when you're crunching the top of like a creme brulee like we had creme brulee also last week and we, t- you know, we stuck our food into it, and the whole thing kind of crunched like, like you're not eating glass, but kind of like in a glass-like way a little bit. The mm-hmm. bread, did, I felt did that a little bit. I don't know if you found the same thing. But, yeah, but it's like when you anyway. step on ice and the crack yeah. just shoots outward from wherever you are. Yeah, and I will say, I don't think that is the uh, typical experience with every Cuban, because I then I had other sandwiches throughout the week that had soft, that still had Cuban rolls, but were softer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But now I now I feel bad that we're obsessing on the bread because truly this was a great sandwich and so I don't want to spend the whole time just talking about not liking the bread. It was nice we sat at the counter and uh, so we got to talk. I don't know if he was the manager or the owner, but uh, one of the guys behind the counter was talking to us and just telling us about how they make literally everything in house. And mm-hmm. it was, you know they even have a glass window so you can see the meat slicer where they're slicing the meat. But he was just telling us about how everything is just, you know, local and they do it in-house and you can tell it's just super fresh ingredients and everything was great. And then the the one benefit of not doing mustard is that they also, they have other things on the menu and they have things with different kinds of sauce on them. And so I saw people with sauce and I was like, hey, you know, let me try some of those. And so even though... You know, I would not have ordered a sandwich with a sauce that didn't belong on it, but it was great that they brought me three sauces that I basically used as dipping sauces just to try them. Mm -hmm. And one was the original mojo garlic, which was white and it was like thick like an aioli and it was very garlicky and really good. And then there was a cilantro one and there was a verde one that was made with jalapeno. And so by the end, I'm just like dipping the sandwich into these sauces and they were all really good. And again, I'm glad that I didn't get one of them on the sandwich, but it was really cool to try them all. And they were all awesome. And, uh, you know, maybe if I'd gotten mustard, it would have been weird mixing sauces, although maybe they would have gone together. I don't know. I think nothing goes well with mustard, but these might have mixed well. Um, but, you know, in lieu of mustard, it was nice to be able to have these these three really good sauces and be able to try all of them. Yeah. It was like, I remember I was being, I was very surprised when they were like, oh, here's like three other things that you can try. And I was like, wow, this is, this sounds really fascinating. I think I ended up, I was, I think I'd eaten my sandwich by that point. And then I ended up like taking pieces of bread and dunking it in, but it was still, um, 
don't know. It was still very enjoyable and yeah, unexpected. Well, we also, we got one side order. I got the uh, chicharrones, which are basically pork rinds. And they were just, well, first off, they came out, they were so hot and freshly fried that they were still crackling for mm-hmm. several minutes. They were in this basket and they just, you know, they wouldn't shut up. They were still crackling and so hot, had to wait a little bit to eat them. And they were okay. I actually didn't think they were anything special. They were the same consistency as rice cakes, just like very light and fluffy, but I just didn't think they had enough flavor. And, you know, I think they're meant to share with a big group. I certainly was not going to eat a whole basket by myself. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think you wanted that many of them. And so it was kind of like I'm eating them and I picked at them. I just wanted to try them and it wasn't worth it to eat the whole basket. And then the sauces came and that was a game changer because as just a vehicle for the sauces, all of a sudden, then it's like if you've got bad tortilla chips, but you still have good salsas and good sauces to dip them in you'll keep eating them until they're all gone Mm -hmm. and not that they were bad but that you know just to have these to dip that was a good way to experience the sauces and so in the end i ended up being glad that we had the chicharrones too yeah the chicharrones just kind of remind they they weren't doing it for me they just kind of reminded me of like cheetos or puffed rice rice like rice cakes cut into strips essentially like it just wasn't it like wasn't that interesting, and so yeah. they it was cool when they brought them out, and I was like, oh, here they are. We're, they're warm and they're spicy, but and they're you know they're crackling. But other than that, there just wasn't to me. There just wasn't any flavor to them. Yeah, I feel that way too. But as a vehicle for the sauces, might as well get them because the sauces were all really good. Yeah. All right, um, Beth. I feel like we've covered. It. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about? Our uh, trip to Sandwich D Miami, this uh, this authentic Cuban that we had. Um, I I can. I think that's it for now. Uh, I would definitely recommend it to anyone who's looking for a Cuban sandwich heading down to Miami. Yeah, um, I actually I did like, recommend it to other coworkers who then went the following day and uh, approved yeah. of the recommendation. So there's already some credit there. Yep, I will. I will maintain that in the battle and the rivalry of Tampa Cubans <laughs> versus Miami Cubans. I prefer Tampa Cuban. So Mitch, when you're in Tampa, hopefully a year from now, you will have to be the deciding factor between, you know, do you, whether you think a Miami Cuban or a Tampa Cuban is better. I will call you for recommendations. You'll let me know the best spot to go. Um, and I don't, it sounds like maybe I want your mom to just mail me some if she apparently does that for you. But, uh, but no, I gotta, I gotta get in there and, and try it myself. And uh, whether it's next year or some other time, I, I will get to Tampa and make sure I do this and uh, settle this debate once and for all. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, the way that my, when my mom mails them to me, they're not pressed. Cubans have to be pressed, you know, in the in the sandwich press to make it nice and warm. So I just kind of get what are called quote unquote raw Cubans and they're unpressed. So. Got it. Well, I, I was joking. I, I <laughs> didn't really expect your mom to mail me sandwiches, though. I guess if she's listening, you know, she, she's welcome <laughs> to. All right. Thanks, Beth. This was a lot of fun. I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. All right. You're welcome. Thanks, Beth. All right. Thanks, as always, to everyone for listening. If you're new, you should go back and check out all my previous episodes. Many are just me by myself. A bunch of them have guests. Those tend to uh, run a little bit longer. A lot of the episodes are shorter than this one when it's just me, though they've gotten a little longer lately. 
but I have episodes from all over the country and a bunch of international ones now too. I did appreciate the feedback I got on the last episode when I broke with the usual format and actually interviewed the cook from my trip to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Most episodes are more like this one where it's just one episode on one meal, um, but that was a fun one. So uh, check it out if you want food recommendations or just want to hear about my travels either in New York or elsewhere. You can subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. While you're at it, write a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Give me five stars. Tell me what you think. Tell me where I should go next. Those help other people find the podcast. You can also follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram. Search for Mitch Goldich on Facebook. You'll get food pictures. And you can uh, also find me on Instagram at Mitch Eats Food Pod for my other all food Instagram account. You can email MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. Make sure you tell all your friends, and I'll talk to you again real soon.